going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 14 of the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at ImmaxSports. Instagram at ImmaxSports. TikTok, Immaculate Sports. Kyle's got some good stuff on there. Yes, sir. We're here with Kyle, Brett, and Alex making a return. Woo! What's up? I wish we could clap. Welcome I'm back, Alex. Yeah. Oh, that's Welcome not back. Up. Yeah, I'm clapping anyways. You can't hear it right now, yeah. but I am clapping. Actually, no, you probably could hear it. Yeah. That's talking over it. Yeah. 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 There we go. We got some good stuff to talk about. All right. Week 14 NFL recap. The conference championship games, college football, are coming pretty soon. Yeah. Hot stuff. And the NBA season kicking off Tuesday. Yeah. Look Let's for next Tuesday's episode to be a lot more basketball related, though. Oh, yeah. All right, I'll be, Tuesday will be opening day of basketball season, I yeah, do believe. So a lot to talk about. We'll be doing it during the Warrior game. We'll be hyped up for that one for sure. Well, we're getting into the opener as we always do. And mine, it's King Henry, man. Uh, he ran for on 26 carries, 215 yards, and two touchdowns, propelling me to a fantasy playoff victory against Brett Davis, eliminating him. And uh, so that's a W for me. And it's a W for Henry and the Titans as they knocked off the Jags. Pretty easy game for them, but it's always fun watching him play. Oh, yeah. Mine's going to be the NBA preseason kicking off this weekend. It's always good to see the rookies play, especially Isaac Okoro putting up 25 points in a game and getting to do a little fight as yeah. well. Jakar Stamps. LaMelo Ball throwing dimes from full court. Triple Bs, too. man. It's always good to see the uh, guys coming back from injuries, too. Steph Curry, KD, John Wall making their returns. Kyrie's back, too. Ready for the season. For sure. For me, I'm gonna have to go to that Monday night football game we saw uh, last night. The Ravens pulling off really an incredible win. Best game uh, of the year. Man. Lamar Jackson, whether he had the shits or whether he had the cramps, came back out Superman style. <laughs> uh, you know, Trace McSorley wasn't getting that drive done. Hey. Not Lamar coming back. Hey, Trace McSorley, TikTok legend. Hey, we talked about Trace McSorley. He yeah. did have a knee injury. Yeah, heard up. Came out probably tore the ACL. No, he no, no. Right now. a minor injury. Okay, that's right good. Now. That's good to hear. But Lamar Jackson running back on Superman style, finding Hollywood Brown for what was it, forty-five yard yeah. touchdown? Wide open. Yeah. How does this dude keep getting wide open? I don't he know. drops four catches a game, but somehow gets the game winning touchdown. Brown's defense sucks. Fourth and five, <laughs> and you know Baker then, you know retaliated with whatever, and then Justin Tucker, probably the best kicker I've ever seen, hitting the game winner. Just an amazing game. Oh yeah, probably the best regular season game I've seen since that Mexico City game a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kansas City and the Rams. That wasn't Mexico City, though. It wasn't? No, that was not. It was, was supposed not, that, to be. It was oh, supposed to be. Oh, shit. All right, well, and then they played Mexico the year after. Yeah. Kansas City and Chargers. Yeah. yeah. But there's that. Those are some good things to talk about. Let's yep. go to some bad things to talk about with our uh, our teams this week. <laughs> the report from the Black Hole isn't good, guys. It's not. We were playing, on, playing the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday, taking on old man Phillip Rivers. So that was going to be fun going against them, and it wasn't. Uh, even though their offense, well, their offense did score 44 points. Most of them came off of turnovers, however. Uh, and the defense didn't stop a single thing for the Raiders. They just got dog-walked by any person that they wanted to. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had a 62-yard touchdown that I wasn't very proud of. And uh, there were some ramifications at, from that, that game uh, right after that we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kyle, the message from the Meadowlands is not much better, man. Yeah. Um, that one doesn't change. Seems like it's always the same thing. 
Not really much to talk about here. Uh, 40-3 loss at Seattle. Uh, Marcus May did have a crazy pick where he mossed DK in the end zone. That was pretty nice. But then he played like dog shit in the second half, so it doesn't really matter. Um, Darnold, horrible <laughs> again. Uh, but we have heard some interesting coaching rumors for the Jets, like <laughs> Bill Cowher, Jim Harbaugh, Pat Fitzgerald from Northwestern. Jim Harbaugh came and went at Michigan. That's true. What yeah. makes, what makes anyone sucks. thinks he's going to win Dang. with the New York The point is, terrible. anybody is better than Adam Gase. That's true. That's true. I, you know what, guys? My closing statement, three more games until we get our franchise quarterback. Yeah, but how about that game in Seattle, man? <laughs> what a close <laughs> one. Yeah. 30-point, 37-point blowout. <laughs> I don't care what you want to call the Niners right now. Santa Clara, San Francisco, Phoenix, Arizona. Glendale. Glendale. We'll go Glendale for today. But, you know, it wasn't pretty. Nick Mullins, I've, you know, I've supported this guy for the past <laughs> couple seasons. He looked absolutely atrocious versus the Washington football team. Chase Young was an absolute menace. He, he put on a show. Michael McGlinch, she got absolutely schooled. Uh, Trace, I'm not Trace, sorry, Chase. I got Trace on the mind. Chase Young had a defensive touchdown. Nick Mullins also added a pick six in that game. The Washington football team did not score an offensive touchdown, yet they won 23-15. to Nick Mullins looked okay late, but in the first three quarters just wasn't enough to get a win. Niners fall. Uh, at this point, we're just looking to secure a better draft position. Hopefully, draft a quarterback for our future. Hey, but that uh, Nick Mullins, Brandon Ayuk connection, something. Brandon Ayuk is a stud. Another guy from this crazy receiver class. Mm-hmm. Up. It's awesome to see you guys like that, though. Let's get towards your head out, where we go through many different headlines throughout the week and give our takes on them. First one is coming from. Soldier Field with the Bears and Mitchell Trubisky might have played his best game or second best game of his career against the lackluster Houston Texans. I know they're not the greatest <laughs> team, but he did play really well. I think he threw for three touchdowns and 260 yards or yeah. so. No interceptions. Does that change his projection and his future in Chicago at all? You know, this doesn't really change much. The Texans' defense has been pretty bad, I mean, since – TJ, sorry. JJ Watt started getting surgeries. And um, <laughs> TJ Watt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, they're likely to keep him over Nick Foles next year just because he's still got another year on that rookie contract. Nick Foles making too much, making too many mistakes. So he'll survive one Isn't more he free agent? Trubisky? No, he has one more year. No, that he can get the one fifth more, year option. Yeah, the fifth oh, year yeah, option, yeah. which keeps him on that rookie contract. For me, I don't think one performance is going to change really like his whole future. Mm-hmm. If he can consistently put together these performances for the rest of the season, maybe. But one game versus a subpar defense in yeah. the Houston Texans isn't going to change much. I still see them bringing in a quarterback probably to replace Nick Foles and challenge Trubisky for a starting role next year. But as far as, you know, for the rest of the season, we'll have to see how he plays. If he continues to play this well, then he probably has a shot to be the starter next year full-time. Mm-hmm. But the way I see it... They're still going to bring in competition. All depends on that draft position. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with Brett, too, and Skyler, that this game isn't going to change his outlook and the rest of the his future in Chicago. He did play really good. Uh, don't forget that, but it, it is against the Texans. And I do think they will draft a guy in the first, first or second round to compete with Trubisky, just like Brett said. And I do think Trubisky does start the first couple games of the season – and then eventually going to that quarterback that they drafted. That takes us to, well, this takes us to Philly, but we're going to be talking about New Orleans, who played Philadelphia over the weekend. 
actually lost to Philadelphia, ending their win streak that mm-hmm. they've had since about like week three, week four or so. Yeah. Uh, how worried are you if you're a Saints fan? You know, call me crazy, but I'm starting to get a little bit worried. Uh, Drew Brees said last night in an interview that he's not coming back until he's 100%, and that dude got his body wrecked. Yeah, so exactly. that could be a longer time than we think. And, you know, I I know Taysom Hill's been playing all right, but I just don't trust him. He's a tight end. You know, he's a great playmaker. <laughs> yeah. But franchise quarterback, no, not in the playoffs. Not when you're going to be playing Aaron Rodgers. There's no way. And Skyler said, don't call him crazy, but I am going to call him crazy. I am not worried about the Saints. As, as long as Drew Brees, which it looks like he should be, is healthy come playoff time, I am not worried about this team. Taysom Hill will be able to go back to his gadget role. Drew Brees will take the reins, and that team is stabilized. Uh, I don't think they're going to get that number one seed right now with Green Bay probably pretty much locking up that position. They beat. Uh, Green Bay beat them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Green Bay holds the tiebreaker. Green Bay, I believe, has the easier schedule, and they don't have Taysom Hill playing quarterback right now. But they have more games. Jesus. But as as long as the Saints, they're in a good position to win that division. Mm-hmm. They're still looking very solid there. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to have a home game. Drew Brees will be back, and I see that team going far into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not worried if I'm a Saints fan. I mean, Taysom Hill <laughs> is obviously not going to be their guy there for the future. Actually, he might be. He might be. At this he could point. be. Uh, it depends what Drew Brees is going to do if he retires or not. I, I'm assuming that he does. But they do have Kansas City this week. I think even if they do have Drew Brees for that, that game, I still think they lose. Kansas City just on a planet of their own right now. And and as a wise man once said, it's not what Taysom does in December that matters. It's what Drew does in fe- February and January that matters. Couldn't wow. agree more. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Wow. But I do think they will win the division, get a home game, and Drew Brees should be back. Should mm-hmm. be back by then for sure. All right. Let's go to the other half of that game, or other side of that game, in Philadelphia, where Jalen Hurts started his uh, NFL career off right. His first NFL start, got the win against those very good Saints team. What do you think is going to happen with Wentz, man? He's kind of in dead spot right now. If I'm Philly, I'm keeping Carson Wentz on the roster for next year. You know, the media says Jalen Hurts 160 yards is enough to win, and it will be enough. But you know what? I'm starting to think that that's all he has. That's why it's enough. And I don't know. I just I don't think Jalen Hurts is a franchise quarterback. I'm sorry. I they got to keep Carson Wentz just in case. Yeah, you paid him that much money just to have him sit on the bench. I don't think that's that's not reasonable. Let's <laughs> go. I get unless they get a crazy trade compensation. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I'm not ready to say Hurts isn't a franchise quarterback yet, though. We saw one game. He played very well. He didn't turn the ball over. He ran for over 100 yards as well as his passing. He he played well. Um, I'm going to have to see it more to really, you know, solidify that he can be that guy in Philadelphia going into next year. But I think he can do that. I think Carson Wentz will be gone next season for Philadelphia. I do not believe he will be on that roster. I think they'll look for a trade partner in the offseason. Uh, we talked about where he could go last week a little bit, I believe. But I think Hurts is going to be that guy who's drafted in the second round. They're going to give him that chance to be the full-time starter. And Carson Wentz is paid a ton. I don't think it's smart to have him sitting on your bench if you're the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. I mean, as far as Hurts goes, I know he didn't throw for the most yardage, but what a start for him, man. Yeah. I mean, going for what this seemed like a dead Eagles team Playing the New Orleans Saints, who seem like the king of the NFC right now, and going in, or not going in, but staying at home and beating them is something 
that's big for him, and I think it's going to be a big confidence booster for him. And it might be a confidence killer for Carson Wentz, who already seems defeated because he doesn't have that job anymore. And even though he's getting paid that much, I think his time in Philly is done. I think, I think they'll trade him to Denver. That's what I think. Yeah, there there are some rumors. <clears throat> sorry, there are some rumors about uh, Carson Wentz. His confidence being low because they drafted Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you don't draft a guy second round just to have him be your next guy successor. I mean, Aaron Rodgers had a guy drafted in the first round. He's talking. His confidence doesn't yeah. seem low, he so that might be Wentz's problem. Yeah, and the Jeff drafted Hackenberg. Geno Smith's confidence. No. <laughs> hey, Dan Morgan, whatever his name is, whoever gets drafted, or James, James, James Morgan. Morgan. I was the mix up. Hannah Morgan's a guy in Minnesota, right? Yeah. 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 Really true, yes. Let's go to Buffalo. New York. Where the Bills are the blank best team in the NFL. Uh, I have them as the fourth best team in the NFL right now. All right, Josh Allen, we saw, all saw on Sunday night, the uh, clips of him changing his mechanics. Uh, now he's looking like an MVP candidate. It's great to see. Him and Diggs are going to be a crazy combination for the future, and it scares me. Very much. But, uh, you know, the defense started off really bad this year, but they're starting to put it together. Josh Norman is, you know, actually playing man coverage. So this could be a serious threat in the AFC this year. No, in in our pre-show talk, I had them as fourth as well. I'm actually going to change my thoughts a little bit. I'm going to go with third. Um, Talking about Taysom Hill, uh, when Drew Brees comes back, I probably think that bumps the Saints up to third. But I'm going to go Kansas City, uh, Green Bay, and then Buffalo. Buffalo absolutely killed my Niners two weeks ago. They came and had another very strong performance this week. I think that team's legit. I think their defense is getting better at the right time. Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, those two running backs. They got weapons. The best pickup. And Josh Allen's really had a revelation this year. He looks like a top five quarterback, top five MVP candidate. So I'm going to have Bills as the third best team in the NFL. Yep, we had a fourth. We had a third, and now we're going to have a second. I think oh. the Bills are the second best team in the NFL, just behind the Kansas City Chiefs that they lost to earlier in the season. But how about that Stephon Diggs pickup, man? I think that's the best pickup in all of football this year. James Bradbury's right there, as Skyler was talking about a couple days ago. Nick yeah. uh, But, I mean, <laughs> Diggs has been so good for that offense. He just completely changes it, and... Like, John Brown has completely lost his role now. He's but, hurt up for a year. Well, still, like... <laughs> even when he was point, healthy. Even when he was he healthy. Was like, third, he was third receiver. Yeah, he wasn't... Well, the, well, was actually, Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis has been playing well. Florida. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their, their whole offense is hitting right now. I don't know if it's 100% because of Allen. I don't know if it's 100% because of receivers. But I, I think it's a mix. And, uh, yes, Brett said the defense is starting to come around. It's a scary sight. I think it's all we, Jan Gailey. We, we have a new leader in the AFC East. Let's go to Baltimore, where they played one of the greatest football games that I have ever watched on Monday night versus Cleveland in the dog pound. Are the Baltimore Ravens, the host of the 2019 MVP, Lamar Jackson, are they back? They're pretty close. They're going to need Miami to lose, but, you know, Lamar Jackson's been playing a lot better. Um He's actually completing some passes now. He's good to be. He's letting him run a little bit more. Brett's going to tell you more about that. But Hollywood Brown sucks, but always finds a way to get wide open at the end of the game. And, yeah, yeah, Baltimore's playing better. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson is back. They're using him how he was used last year, more of a mobile running quarterback, which really opens up that passing game for him, in my opinion. Makes things a lot easier. You know, he's able to improvise, do what he needs to do. 
However, I'm not sold on that defense being completely back. They got absolutely torched by the Browns last night, mm-hmm. even though they, they pulled out in the end. Lamar Jackson, Superman heroics. The defense wasn't there. Baker, Chubb, uh, Kareem Hunt, they pretty much did whatever they wanted throughout that whole game, especially in that fourth quarter when, mm-hmm. it, was, you know, when it was really time to crack down. They weren't able to do it. Lamar Jackson back, defense not so much. Lamar was fun to watch last night, man. There's there's no denying it. He he looked like the 2019 MVP that we uh, all we hate. all knew he was. And uh, <laughs> even me, I said he was overrated on one of our TikToks. Still and do. He he. Last night he was saying that oh, I'm not overrated. I think I, I think he's still a little bit overrated. But how he was playing last night, it's, it was unbelievable. Even had the shits, and then he came <laughs> back and then threw a 45 yard touchdown. That's unbelievable, man. Uh, defense is something that needs to be worked on. 42 points to the Browns is really unacceptable. 42 points to any team is unacceptable. You're not going to win too many games going like that because it's hard for your offense to keep up. But the offense did, or the defense has a little bit of leniency because they did have to go back on the field back to back to back with uh, Trace McSorley at quarterback for a little bit. The Ravens offense really didn't have anything going. But still being able to score 45 points. With Trace McSorley at quarterback for three possessions is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Baltimore, they lost cornerback Jimmy Smith that game. Mm-hmm. And they brought in Devontae Harris, and he got hurt. And then Baker was just going after Devontae Harris over and over again. And then they had to bring in Adam Levine to put nickel corner. That's a singer. Adam Levine? He's on their team, though. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out Maroon 5, one of my mom's favorite bands. Hey! Yeah. You know who was after him in the depth chart? Oh, Pierre is here. Pierre. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jets legend. So yeah, they were just they're deplete. I think they're they're playing pretty good. And then Jimmy Smith got hurt, and then Lamar left, and Cleveland just had a lot of momentum. But then Lamar came back. And there's no forgiveness in injuries, though. Yeah, there are only chances. Yeah, ask the Niners. That happens. Let's go to basketball now. Where uh, this isn't going to be a full basketball show. Like uh, maybe next week might be a little mm. bit more like that with the NBA season starting that day. We're all going to be hyped up for that. Ooh. But let's talk about James Harden. I mean, it's there's a lot of confusion in, it's what, in what's going on in Houston right now. We thought maybe the addition of John Wall, getting Westbrook out of there, would help uh, James Harden be like, yeah, yeah, I'll stay in Houston. But it seems like it's not that way. He did go to practice the last couple days and <laughs> might be Whoop-de-doo. kind of changed. He probably just had the weight room with his earbuds in and didn't talk to anybody. You never know. But uh, what's happening with James Harden? James Harden will never play another game in a Rockets uniform. It's bold. It's Dang, done. Bold. All right. We were a little disappointed today with Giannis signing that Supermax. Yeah. We, we wouldn't see a crazy trade, but I think this will be it. Um, we talked about this before the show. They're going to need to find some kind of even compensation, and I think Miami is one of the only teams that could pull that off. So I'm going to say he gets traded to Miami sometime in the next month. Uh, I've heard a lot of Miami rumors as well. However, Miami's very reluctant to get rid of Tyler Hero, who the Rockets have been asking for in return as part of the package that would come back. So I think there's work to be done if Miami is the team. I think Harden stays till probably around the trade deadline. I don't think they're going to be able to find something fast. I hope they do for the sake of content. I think it would be exciting. <laughs> I think it would be exciting to see a trade anyways. Yeah. Um, I think the best fit for James Harden would be Philadelphia. Trading for Ben Simmons, pairing with Embiid, put shooters around them, and just let him be the, be the focal point of that offense. Run Can that they even trade him? Did he tear his ACL? Simmons? Yeah. Simmons? Simmons is just playing. playing. We're literally watching Simmons play. Who am I play. thinking of right now? Uh, I have no idea who you're thinking of. Never mind. But <laughs> you should stop yeah. thinking. 
Simmons is playing. I think Philadelphia would be the correct fit for James Harden, and I hope to see a trade there. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think it's very, very confusing what's going to happen with James Harden because what the Rockets are asking for just doesn't seem to fit with any other team. And does adding James Harden to your team, like, he's a great player, don't get me wrong, but does it really help you? We've seen a lot of drama come from this man, and it just doesn't, like, personally as a Warrior fan, I do not want him coming close Wait. to my team. Sorry. I hate James Harden. Harden. Yeah. James Harden's actually playing right now. He is? Yeah. That's interesting. So has he has he practiced? Yeah, you're. I was like, I was about to say. I mean, for all he knows, this is just a pickup run. You know, he's just That's getting true. his work and yeah, showcasing for other teams. Try to build that uh, trade stock. Yes, sir. I like that John Wall and Demarcus duo. If they come back healthy, it's pretty dangerous. So I don't know why James Harden would want to leave, but his ego's too bad. I think both of those guys have taken a step back from yeah. the players that used to be. James Harden. I think, John Wall's pretty stuff, like though. Yeah, it's explosive. There's been rumors coming out of Harden's camp that you know the John Wall trade didn't do justice of exactly. Wednesday. day. So I don't think that really makes a difference. Demarcus Cousins was. A form, a shell of his former self, even when he was on the Warriors. Mm-hmm. It's been two years since that. I don't think that's super enticing for Harden to have a stiff-legged boogie cousins running around next to him. Yeah, guys, it's it's my favorite time of the year. <gasps> Usually at this point, we have basketball in full swing. Obviously now it's just starting to get, starting to re up now with COVID and everything. We have football in full swing, obviously. And we got my favorite thing of all, the MLB hot stove. The usually, winter meetings. Let's go. Usually A's are uh, not really <laughs> in there, but uh, we got some guys leaving this year. It sucks. But let's get into our predictions for some of the MLB's top free agents in 2020. So first off, probably, probably the most talented catcher in all of MLB, JT Romito. Yeah. Skyler? Mm-hmm. I'm going to Toronto. I feel like he wants to go back to Philly, but they're not close on an agreement. And, you know, Canada's pretty young, eh? <laughs> uh, I have not going back to Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia finds a way to get that deal done. Keep the best catcher and then we'll be there for probably five more seasons. I think it will get done. I'm going to say agreement until it goes back to Philly, too. They have a... Bryce Harper's there, and why not pair him up with Bryce Harper again for the future? Because it doesn't work. But that doesn't matter. JT Romito is staying in Philly for a long time, and Philly's going to be happy with their 83 and 79 seasons and not making the playoffs. Let's go to Cy Young in 2020, Trevor Bauer. The biggest prize of the winter meetings, Trevor Bauer. He's going to go to the New York Mets. All right, Steve Cohen is going to give him some crazy deal that he can't resist, and I think the Mets are going to be back. I have him going to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I don't know if he watches YouTube videos, but he ranked the Angels fan base as the number one in recruiting him. And I think he's he's subtly hinting that that's a place he would like to be. The Angels have money to spend, and they have Mike Trout. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to off-ball here. I'm going to say he goes to the Bay, San Francisco. Oh, oh my God. Just because all you guys picked other. Could you imagine Trevor Bauer playing for a team that wins 60 games, bro? I don't do that going at all because they do not have a single thing going on there besides yes. Mike Kostrzemski, who I'm actually Come on, Derek Rodriguez? Pudge's son? He's not even there. He's not there. But suppose he coming back? He got released like mid-season last year. Buster Posey is like... Brandon Belt. He has the needs of an eight-year-old. They've been trying to trade Brandon Belt for like six years. They got Brandon Crawford. Good for him. But 
I agree with Brett here again. I think Bauer is going to Anaheim. <laughs> pair up with Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, Rendon. Anthony Rendon. Joe Adele. Joe Adele is there. Most importantly, Franklin Bretta. David Fletcher. David Fletcher. Albert Pujols. And still, this Los Angeles Angels team will not make the playoffs in 2021. Unless they trade for an all-pro shortstop. All-pro. From the Cleveland Spiders. All-pro. Have you ever heard of an all-pro MLB player? I have not. I have not either. All-league, maybe. We'll get into that shortstop in a bit. Let's go to our next... Next free agent, or uh, Houston Astros outfielder is leaving, and hopefully the Houston Astros team Leave. falls apart. Uh, that's what we're hoping as A's fans, obviously. But George Springer is a free agent. Scott, yeah. what do you think? I have Springer going to the Mets as well. All right. Uh, they need a center fielder. I don't think they're bringing back Brandon Nimmo. There was some controversy about that. And anyway, he's not on the level of George Springer. Uh, yeah, they got lots of money to spend. They're going to grab Springer too. You know, last year the New York Mets signed a former Houston center fielder, Jake Marisnik. I think they're going to do the same thing and acquire George Springer this offseason. Money-wise, it makes sense. Where they're at as a team makes sense. George Springer will be a New York Met next year. Yep, I'm going to agree with Brett and Skyler as well. I think it goes to the Mets. Cohen looks really committed to this team. And when you have Conforto there, stud pitching, Syndergaard, DeGrom, this team is going to be pretty dangerous too. And Mr. Steroid Man himself. No, no. Not for the year, You know, I do hope that the owner is committed to the team. I would think that he is. But as an ace fan, we don't know that. Yeah, we don't know yeah. Dave Forrest and uh, Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher, all those guys. Not not the man you want in charge. But that's besides the point. We'll go back to George Springer. Well we're all we're going consensus. I'm going with the Mets. It makes sense mm-hmm. here. I'd love to see it. Big bat in New York. Not named Aaron Judge, not named Giancarlo Stanton. In Queens, it's Polar Bear Pete. Polar Bear Pete and George Springer will be in the lineup together in 2021. All right. Let's go to the man who played for the other New York team in DJ LeMahieu. The tallest second baseman in MLB history. You know, there was a report today that him and the Yankees were off by about $25 And I feel like he's going to want to sign right away and not play the waiting game. So I have him going to the Dodgers. Um, yeah, the Dodgers, another team that have way too much money. And you know what? They need a utility guy. Why not grab the best one available? <laughs> the Dodgers have Gavin Lux. I think they're going to try to roll with him at second base. I have LeMahieu going back to the Yankees. He's been way too... He's probably been the Yankees' best player. Exactly. Despite having Aaron Judge, despite having Stan, all these big name, big money, Garrett Cole. Despite all these guys, LeMahieu was the guy that really made that team go last year. I do not see them letting him walk. I think I think they'll pay him. I think he'll get big money. I think they'll give in. And I think LeMahieu will stay in pinstripes. Yep, I have to agree as well. Their team is loaded hitting-wise. I mean, Garrett Cole's there, but when you have LeMahieu, Judge, Stanton, Glaber, Glaber, Gregorius is coming back, or Endhorst is coming back too. Luke Voigt's a stud. And, well... Actually, actually, Didi's a free agent. Forget about that. So. Didi wasn't on their team. Didi was not either. even a Yankee. Oh my god. Year. He was with the Phillies. Forget about that. Yeah, we'll get it. to that in a minute. Well, let's go. Forget about that. <laughs> We're sticking with DJ, and the Yankees are sticking with DJ as well. When he came to New York, he wasn't he wasn't really thought of as a big free agent signing coming from Colorado. They thought really it was just course. Really didn't mm-hmm. become a, a power hitter until, or he still isn't a power hitter, but developed his power stroke in New York. 
and now he's looked at as one of the top free agents in this class and it's a good it's a good thing for him i'm happy for him let's go to marcel ozuna ozuna marcel ozuna had a crazy year this year man yeah. power numbers coming back just like his miami days and i think he's gonna stay in the nl east with atlanta he loves that ballpark and i feel like he's the type of guy that would you know wait the entire winter to make sure he's got his deal stay there no, I had some ideas of him possibly going to the Washington Nationals last night, but after talking with Skyler about a little, yeah. I actually agree. I think he'll stay in Atlanta. That ballpark's been good to him. Yeah. He had his career year there. They're with the loss of Duval, I believe, oh, yeah. as we were talking about last night. They're going to need that fit in that left field DH role, so I think mm -hmm. they'll fork him out some money and he'll stay in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah I have to agree as well. Atlanta was one win away from making the World Series, and it was big thing. Big thanks to him and their pitching and their young studs coming back. Soroka's going to come back. I think he stays there. They have a good team coming for the, the future. Three. Yep. Well, they also got Charlie Morton. Their well, whole pitching staff is ridiculous. Their pitching staff is very good, yeah. and they're going to get Soroka back. So they're going to have a big four and Charlie Morton. And they'll also have Azuna for another year at least. Uh, he had a career year, as Skyler and Brett said, and I think Alex mentioned as well. Uh, that team in Atlanta is super fun to watch. Uh one of my favorite teams to watch during the 2020 postseason and throughout the whole year. Uh, he loves it there. You can see, like, just, like, the animation that he has, taking selfies with people uh, after he hits a home run. It's, it's fun to watch, and they're going to get more of that in the upcoming seasons for sure. Yes, sir. There's one that's dearest close to my heart. This one hurts a little bit. Marcus Semyon. Oh, God. Marcus Semien has been talking to pretty much every American League team except for the A's. But in this scenario, I'm going to have him going to the Phillies to replace Didi Gregorius. We'll get to Didi uh, right, after one, right after this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, uh, you know, he kind of missed out on the opportunity to cash out. I don't think he's going to get a max type deal, but he'll he'll go fill in and... Shut up. There is no max. There's no max in baseball. Yeah. It's just long contract. Is that the NBA? Right? I, was the of, NBA? I was thinking of Giannis, my bad. My yeah. bad. <laughs> long, yeah, big contract. My second mess up so far. Get your head right. in the But game. anyway, Semyon could fill in for DD spot, shortstop, Philly, you know. Try to get him to the playoffs. You know, as you two said, this one hurts. I believe it was four or five years ago, we saw Marcus Semyon come to the Bay. Not able to field or throw a ball <laughs> to first base. Ron Washington came and fixed that. Though. Yeah, and Ron Washington came and fixed him, and he developed into a top three MVP candidate two years ago. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he gets you know the biggest of contracts. He wasn't as good this shortened season. But I am going to agree with Skyler. I think Marcus Simeon will go to Philadelphia. Let's go. Uh, I think he'll be a great replacement for Didi. You can put him in the middle of that lineup with Harper and Romuto coming back, and it just makes sense. You know what? This is going to hurt a lot of people even more. I need to go to the Dodgers. Because they're going to miss out on one of the big guys. Where where do the Dodgers put them? I just saw a rumor that said Seager's going to move positions. Where? I don't see it happening, but that's besides the point. You know, I, hold on a second. Hold, I'm sorry, Kyle, but I just thought... Of, Gavin Lux, do you know how much you could get back for him? If yeah. they decide he's not the guy. Well, Gavin, okay, we're going to talk about Lindor in a bit, but yeah, Gavin yeah, yeah. Lux could be a big trade piece yeah. and. Whatever trade already, they want to make. The Dodgers will always make a big trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sorry, Kyle. That's sorry. true. <laughs> uh, Marcus Semien, as Brett said, is somebody that we have really seen come up from his lowest of lows. Started from the bottom. But stat cast wise, this guy isn't the best. He's not. He doesn't have the greatest hard hit rate. He's not 
he, he doesn't produce the exit velos that uh, people are looking for nowadays. And a place that you don't need the biggest exit velos to get the ball out of the ballpark is New York. Mm -hmm. New York Yankees yeah. have that short porch left and right field. That would hurt me more than anything, I think. I think he's going to New York. <laughs> the evil empire. I'm playing with the Yankees. They stole Giambi, right. and they're stealing. Well, they stole Reggie first. They stole pretty much everyone. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's go to one of their future shortstops. Pass. I'm not. I'm not going to foreshadow anything about what I'm going to say. Yeah. All right, DD Gregorius. DD Gregorius. In my uh, alternate reality, I have uh, <laughs> Lemayhew leaving New York. So naturally, I'm going to fill in DD Gregorius, a guy who's going to want a little less money, but essentially do the same thing with a little less power. Um, and yeah, he's, he's making his return to New York in this alternate reality. <laughs> so I don't know how many of you guys know. So I'm sure you guys do because you know we know baseball. But Didi Gregorius came up with the Phil or Cincinnati Reds. Mm -hmm. I believe he goes back to Cincinnati this off season. They're Cincinnati's in a spot where, you know, they got they got some pieces. They're probably going to lose Trevor Bauer, but they're still kind of in a rebuilding bridge phase. I think Didi Gregorius can come in there and kind of stabilize that lineup with Mustakas right. and I believe Castellanos is a free agent, oh. so I don't know if he'll be back. But, no, they're going to have some names on the lineup. Sonny Gray most likely will be traded. But Didi Gregorius will be an everyday player for the Reds in 2021. I'm going to have to agree with that, too. I think it goes back to Cincinnati where he began. There he, there's obviously a position there for him to fill. And they have a really good stacked lineup. Philadelphia is not a bad option for him to resign. Neither is Oakland. And he could... A dark horse, dark horse team for me for him is Toronto. Up-and-coming team. Come there, mm -hmm. hit some bombs. And, yeah. See Toronto and Miami stealing some guys. Yeah, that's true. But as as Brett was saying, New York steals our steals our guys, and I know DD isn't directly coming from New York, but we're stealing one of theirs. DD is going to the Oakland A's and playing Ooh, shortstop for them, manning the position that Marcus Semien held for the last five years. This is a weird weird spot because usually the A's don't sign free agents, and you know. Maybe I'm going on a limb here. It's saying that DD will become an A. I don't know if you guys can hear this train, by the way, on the mic. If you can, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's commute hour. Shout out to you. Yeah. yeah, people commuting by train all the time. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, to from work, that's you know? a point. Uh, Hyosung Kim, I think his name is. <laughs> yeah. It's a guy that we, we might be signing. And there's also Freddie Galvis is another rumored guy mm -hmm. that is, might be going after to fill that role. Or maybe maybe a guy internally. I don't think Logan Davidson, first round pick of a Nick couple Allen. years ago from well, Nick Allen. I don't. I also don't think he's a hundred percent really. Boston, I do think, gets in here when he's eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. I think it makes the most sense yeah. for him. He's the guy who has insanely high upside. Bats from both sides of the plate. 6'3", 180 pounds. I think he's gonna be amazing for us. Yeah. But until he gets gets there or gets here, Didi's coming to town. All right, I like it. Let's go. Let's go to another one. That oh, hurts. Oh, no. This one's going to blow. We're going to lose our closer for the second straight year. Or not, oh, I guess Hendricks. Two and three years. Yeah, two, two and, and three, three years. years. But uh, Liam Hendricks is not going to be returning to the Oakland A's this year. Together, where's he going? Before I say where Liam Hendricks is going, rest in peace. Because I'm really sad. I'm going to give the A's fans a little bit of hope. Woo! Please. Right. Reliever, Lutrovino, qualified for the Super 2 status, which pretty much means he gets an extra year of uh, arbitration. Wow, amazing. Yeah. I have so much hope. All right, now where is Liam Hendricks? Wait, 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 wait. He didn't even yeah, wait, finish. Wait. Let him finish, Brad. Well, where are you going to go with that? Is he going back? I'm going Lutrovino? Yeah. 
Lucha Free now staying, but Liam. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. This is a guy who, in house, could become the closer. Or Jake Diekman. No, they said they said Diekman. It will be Diekman. I do believe Diekman. All right, the guy who could be there. All right, he's a guy who who will be here for the long run. I guess so. But Hendricks is going to the Dodgers. I don't know what else to say, man. They got money. They need a long reliever. Or what? Clothing. Liam Hendricks could do anything. Oh, Emily Jansen. And it won't matter. Doesn't matter, dog. All right, Liam Hendricks has Jensen. been the best closer in baseball over the past few years. Yeah. I don't think there's any way around that. I have Hendricks also going to the Dodgers, but I can also see Atlanta or possibly Philadelphia throwing their names in there. Philadelphia was actually a pretty decent team last year, with the exception of their bullpen, which was the worst in the league by a large margin. That's true. However, with the Dodgers' money and Hendricks' competitiveness, I believe he lands there. Yeah. You know what? Hold on, Alex. Uh, I meant to say setup man, not long reliever. And then I remember Kenley Jansen well, struggled not, last year. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm Jansen's not like he's Hendricks is better than Jansen. Wherever Hendricks go, he will take over the close role exactly. immediately. You know what? He's gonna go to the evil, evil empire in the Bronx. Liam Hendricks. He loves pitching in the Bronx, Alex. Yeah, yeah. he does indeed love pitching in the Bronx. Oh shoot! Okay, Robert. that that's your. <laughs> uh, he's not going to New York. He's going to LA. Not the Angels. The Dodgers. Uh. They're taking another one of our closers, uh, but you know it's okay. There's nothing we can do about it except for maybe our GM and our owner like use their brains for once in their life and you know find some guys brains. use their pocketbooks. Yeah, I think that that would be a smart idea. Maybe they don't know how to write checks. We'll see. They don't know how to wire transfer. I don't know. Let's go to Jock Peterson. I got Jock P. Leaving LA, going to the Cardinals to play the exact same role, just with a bigger contract. That's all I got for you. I also have Jock Peterson leaving LA to go to LA in Anaheim. Mm. Uh, I think Jock Peterson, who was traded to Anaheim last year before the trade fell through, will end up playing left field, maybe a little bit of first base to get Pujols some days off. Justin Upton, big contract. He hasn't really lived up to it the past couple years. I think Jock Peterson would be a good fit in Anaheim. Yeah, I have to agree as well. Their team is really stacked and loaded. Joe Adele's there. Pools, Trout, Fletcher, Rendon. Why not add Jock P, another lefty bomber? And I'm going to change my Liam Hendricks pick. I'm going to say he doesn't go to Yankees. He goes to the Mets. There you go. All right. Uh, I think there's going to be a couple guys uh, that go to teams that aren't really expected to sign them this year. And Jock P is one of those guys. I'm looking at Miami. Miami needs a power bat. They don't hit, really hit a lot of home runs, and their outfield doesn't really have a lot of guys that are locked into those spots. Lewis Branson, Matt Joyce are guys that really don't look like they're going to be there for a long time. And that's where Jock P steps in, gets power into that lineup, and gets an everyday role for righties and lefties in Miami. And now, we're not, we're not talking free agents. We're talking the big dog in the trade market this year. Mm-hmm. From the Cleveland Indians or Spiders, we'll get into that later. <laughs> but Francisco Lindor, perhaps the best shortstop in all of baseball, is most likely going to get traded this offseason. Where do you have him going, Skyler? I have him going to Anaheim to play Ooh. for the Angels. All right. They let Andrelton Simmons walk for a reason. They're making room for this guy. I think it's going to happen. And we've talked about this team a couple times. Kyle just mentioned them. I have Francisco Lindor going to the Miami Marlins. I think Miami made the playoffs last year. Very young team. They have they don't have the greatest prospect depth, but they do have enough to trade for Lindor. He comes in is in the, is this new centerpiece of that team, pairing with Starling Marte 
a couple young guys in the staff. You move Rojas. Rojas, I believe his name is, the yeah. shortstop last year. You can move him to second. He was probably their best player last year, hitting-wise. He was. Move he him was to, hitting 700 for the first yeah, month. You move him to second or third. You move Francisco Lindor into that shortstop, two-spot, three-spot in the order. The best shortstop in the league, best defender probably in the league, besides Matt Chapman, in my opinion. And, you know, Miami's going to compete for another playoff spot for years to come. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I couldn't tell. I don't actually have no idea where he's going. But I, I'm assuming he goes to one of the big teams. Either Yankees, Dodgers. Dodgers are going to want to win again. And why not get one of the best shortstops in the league? I'm going to New York. Not the Yankees, but the Mets. Oh, I think this one. one makes the most sense. Uh, Ahmed Rosario is a great shortstop that they have there right now, but I don't think he is nearly as good as Francisco Lindor. I feel like that's very... And you can move him to second with exactly. Cano out this year. You can, yeah. you can move you anywhere. You can move a lot of guys in the infield. But adding Lindor to that lineup, that will have George Springer, that will have Pete Alonso, that will have Michael Conforto, is going to be a scary sight. And Jeff McNeil, all-star. Yeah, that's true. Jeff McNeil will be there as well. And the newly added catcher, James McCann. James McCann. Oh. Not Very underrated signing. One of the yeah, better catchers in the big. He does not play against right. A, that is something. Is kind of, if you don't know the story, they were actually trying to get Real Muto. Yeah. But yeah. McCann accepted the upper verse, so they're like, gosh, yeah, I guess we're going with him. Yeah. But still good. Good pick. Very good. Is Cespedes going to be healthy for the season? I don't uh, think he's even on the Mets never. anymore. He is, but he is? He, well, he, what happened with him, very interesting thing. They were about to play a game, and Cespedes yeah. didn't show up. <laughs> yeah. He just didn't yeah. go. He didn't go. No one knew where he was. I think he was reported missing, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Was he on his ranch with his horses? No, he left at the team hotel, right? <laughs> he, no, he... He was know. supposed to be at the team hotel, but he wasn't there. I think. Oh, that's what, okay. And he all the stuff was gone. Next thing you know, his agent tells the Mets he opted out of the season. But it's a very scary uh, scene a little bit. I thought, I assumed the worst. I didn't think Joannis yeah. was alive anymore at the time. Yo. <laughs> I thought he was gone. I thought he, Cuban drug lord, I don't yeah, know. That's maybe the Cuban missile, man. We yeah. love him. Uh, he's, he's dearest in my heart, so... I have a thing about Jonas Cespedes. I predict he will eventually come back to Oakland and finish his career with the A's. He, he has said that before. Yeah, yes. He has wants to do so, that. Which, uh, 35 think... years old, man. Yeah, we'll get him in two years. We'll get him in two years. Because Cuba doesn't let, pro- or the, at the time, they didn't let prospects come and, like, uh, like how they do it in Japan. Yeah, like, I think uh, Abreu is, like, 32. He's old, too. Jose Abreu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. That concludes our hot stove predictions, and that concludes the first half. Let's go. I set it off with my own rhyme Cause I'm as ill as a convict who kills for full time I'm max like a sex Alright guys, welcome back to Halftime We're gonna start it off with some breaking news today Giannis Antetokounmpo, the forward from the Milwaukee Bucks The Greek Freak Signed the Supermax today, boys Five years, Damn. $226 million. There we go He's not going anywhere No, no, yeah. Actually, well, he, he could You he never could know be. A couple years down the line yeah. But Yeah Bob Does have a 2025 yeah. For the foreseeable future For yeah. this year at least And probably next year He's not going anywhere He's going yeah. to be wearing that Green and cream Over <laughs> there Green and cream baby Over there in Milwaukee <laughs> I like that That sounds pretty good You though. know he, yeah. Now he's a Top 5 American athlete uh, 
paid per year oh. again, <laughs> of all time. And I thought that the Granky one was bigger, the Granky deal. But no, he beat out the Granky deal. He's getting paid like $43 million a year. Yeah, right? he's it's up there with, I think he's second only to Steph Curry, who's getting paid like $0.1 million more per year or something like Wait, that. That's all better. Right? He's a, oh uh, yeah, he's the largest paid athlete yeah, in so. Crazy. Yeah. All right. Let's get into college football week 15 recap. I picked out three games for you guys. Ooh. All right. First one, number 15, USC got the 43 to 38 comeback win. Who are they playing? USC? Ari- I don't know. You studied this. Arizona got killed by Arizona State. Yeah. How did I not write this down, guys? I'm, uh, st- I'm Sky- st- Skyler had a big test today. He's been studying for a little, so little give thing, him a though, break. In the Arizona State Arizona game, Jackson He, first Chinese born player yeah. in FBS history, did score a touchdown. He did. So that was a really cool moment the way yeah. he celebrated. I believe they were up 70 or like 52 to something at the point, but. You know, he, there was pure emotion in that touchdown, so it was, was cool to see. It was a battle in the Coliseum, Skyler. It was. So, <laughs> USC gets the 43-38 to 38 comeback win against UCLA. All right. I even knew that, too. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm just off today. I'm sorry, It's boy. all good. Keaton Slovis with five touchdowns, including the game winner. So, Amon Ross, St. Brown with 16 seconds left in the corner. How many touchdowns does he have this year? A couple of NFLs. He's a stud. He had four last week in the, in the first, first quarter, mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Quarter. In the first quarter. He's... He's a guy to watch out for. Because he's not going to go the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's a name. Guy. Those second, third round wide receivers just... Now we saw it in this class, this most recent class, and now these guys that are going to be in it this year, I mean, wide receivers are something yeah. in the later rounds. Always deep in the draft. Yeah. You can always get go-to wide receivers in the second, third, even fourth sure. rounds. Sure. Hey, look at Aaron Rodgers. He's only thrown to the first first rounder that he threw to. Was Mercedes Lewis this year, wow. right? Yeah, yeah, and he's 40, so yeah, he's old. Goddamn. But, anyways, game number two was Brett's second favorite moment of the weekend. It was UNC with the 62 to 26 domination over Miami. They had 554 total rushing yards. Yeah, guys, Michael Carter 308 and two touchdowns, Javante Williams. NFL prospect. All right, guys, remember that name. 236 and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. UNC clinches the spot in what's most likely going to be the Orange Bowl. We'll see if it's uh, against uh, Cincinnati or Coastal type team or against like Florida. But yeah, mm-hmm. that should be good. All right. All right. Uh, game number three, the last one, LSU, the, the 37-34 oh. win over number six, Florida at the time. All right, guys, LSU's red, not red shirt, true freshman quarterback, Max Johnson, Left. got his first win of his mm-hmm. career. In the fog. Three man. touchdowns against Florida's defense. The weather in that in game was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch that game, but yeah, did you see that double-tipped interception that, cool. that Kyle yeah. That was one of the most unique plays I've seen oh, yeah. in, over the past couple years for sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of Kyle Trask, he did throw for 474 yards, but the two interceptions. He's a gunslinger, man. Mm-hmm. What happens with those guys? Okay. On the last drive of the game, a couple passes to Kendarius Tony over the middle to get in the field goal range, and Evan McPherson missed the it. shoe. You got to feel bad for kickers, shoe, though. That's, that's a hard field goal hey, in that condition. The oh, the shoe, the shoe yeah. toss, man. <laughs> Florida gets a 15 yard penalty for tossing a shoe. Yeah. On fourth down. Didn't really make sense. Tackled the guy. Uh, shoe fell off of the LSU wide receiver or <laughs> running back, whatever it may be. Uh, picked up. Celebration. Uh, was picking up his shoe and 
chucking it as far as he could. And That's next what... thing you know, the referee chucked the flag as far as he could throw it, and uh, yeah. Yeah, lost the game. The right That's what that. Michigan did last year. One of the guys uh, untied one of the Ohio State guys' shoes, and he got 15 year penalty. Michigan can do no right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, uh, this one ended Florida's playoff hopes for sure. But speaking of the college football playoff, Woo! we're going to give our top four predictions. I'm not going to get too in-depth because we're going to go over every single conference championship game and explain how I got to this Final Four. But here we go. Start off, number one, Bama, number two, Clemson, number three, Ohio State, and number four, Notre Dame. All righty. Number one for me, Alabama. Number two, I have Clemson. Number three, I have Ohio State, and number four, Notre Dame. Uh, I got Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and then Ohio State. Right. I'm going to agree with Brett. That sounds pretty formidable right there. That's true. All right. Let's go to our NFL power rankings. My full rankings will be up on the Immaculate Sports website. www.immaculatesports.com. Yeah, what Skyler said, he said in a nice little... Uh, Announcer voice. Announcer Very voice, cute. yeah. I haven't too many W's good. in that. Uh, let's go 1 through 10. Skyler, you first. All right. Kansas City stays at number one. Then we got Green Bay and New Orleans, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, L.A. Rams, Tennessee, Seattle, Indy, and Baltimore jumps back in the top ten. For me, I'm going to go with Chiefs, Saints, Green Bay, Bills, Rams, Steelers fall to six. Seahawks, Titans, Colt, and Browns with the Ravens just outside at 11. Alright, number one, I have Kansas City. Number two, I have moving up from five to number two is Buffalo. Number three, moving up one spot is the Packers. Number four, going down two spots is the New Orleans Saints. Going down two spots as well is the number five team and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Staying Ooh. at six is the Los Angeles Rams. Going up one spot is Seattle to number seven. At number eight, I have also going up one spot is the Bucks. Number nine, going down two spots is the Miami Dolphins. And number ten, going up one spot is Tennessee. And again, my full rankings will be on the Immaculate Sports website probably tomorrow. www.immaculatesports.com. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And that takes us to, let's see, let me get back to the notes real quick. Yeah, this is going to be Minshew. Yeah, Minshew Mania. Minshew Mania, baby. Uh, He's back. Mike Lennon was being started what? for some reason. We don't know. I actually know the reason, because well, they want Trevor Lawrence. They're, they're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. The Jets, are, the Jets are, are, are not winning a game. And I think the Jags just realized that as they're going to start their best QB on the roster, mm-hmm. Gardner Minshew once again. Uh, good for him, honestly. Kind of yeah. felt bad for him not getting to start, considering that he probably won't be starting come next year as well. Another guy that has a chance for the Bengals job next year, if no Joe Burrow. Yeah. Or a good shot to be a backup. I think he'll be the backup. I think, he's got like a, I think he's got like a Fitzy type of career yeah. ahead of him. And that's not a bad one. That's I mean, Fitzpatrick makes millions to oh, yeah. you know start a couple games and then give advice. And really hyped it's a good job. Room. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But yeah, you know, I don't think Minshew is going to get the win or have any chance at Baltimore. But I think he gives them the best chance to win here at the yeah. end of the season. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a great way to put it. I I don't think you could uh, maybe you put Mahomes on uh, Jacksonville and they have a shot to win at Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But that that roster just yeah. isn't good. Uh, Minshew will give them the best shot, but. In the end, I don't think there's any shot that they win anyway. Yeah. So. That's true. 
We have name change coming oh, in the MLB come on, uh, community. Come on. Uh, we <laughs> thought the Washington Redskins changed their name to the Washington football team. Don't say that. It's a slur. Uh, we don't know what they will change <laughs> their name to. They did announce that they are going to keep that name for at least another year, though. The Cleveland Indians. They're dropping the Indians. Yeah, yeah. they might. 105 be, years. They might be the Cleveland Spiders. We don't know what I did. I tweeted at MLB that they should go back to the Spiders. I don't know if anyone important read yeah. that. but well, We exact did that's read a nice that, name. and that's they're a contemplating that now. I would like that. <laughs> Scholars, it's on the mind. It's something right. there. Another thing that got dropped this weekend was the Raiders defensive coordinator, Let's Paul go. Gunther. Yes. Uh, I was very excited to see this happen. Uh, never been a fan of PG. And Wade Phillips has been emerging as the number one guy to take that job. 73-year-old. Oh, really? How old yeah. did that do? Yeah. He's 73. <laughs> but fun fact about Wade Phillips and his defenses. First year in Wade Phillips' seven defensive coordinator jobs, the team has made the playoffs every single time. You better hire yeah. them now, because you guys need all the luck you can get. Something funny about uh, the Paul Gunther firing. Me and Kyle were talking about it. Like, when are we going to fire this guy? <laughs> and then, like, five minutes later, he gets fired. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> These are facts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, guys, uh, I'm getting a call right now from our on-field reporter, Paul Priest. Paul, take it away. Thank you for having me on the Immaculate Sports Podcast this week. On December 17th, this Thursday, the PNC Championship will be teeing off. We will see golfers such as Tiger Woods, Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, and the best, Winter. Maybe PJ Cohn will use his special sauce to get him 300, maybe teach him some flop shots along the way. I look forward to seeing this golf tournament and the outcome that it produces. All right. Yes, indeed. Golf is coming back. Thank you, Paul. From the golf course. We're yeah. excited to see Awesome to hear from you. We love Paul. The link report from Paul. Oh. Yes, sir. That concludes <laughs> halftime. Let's get to the second half. All right. Skyler, take it away with our, our conference championship games. All right. So, on Friday, we got a couple games. And, you know, we're going to break down a little bit all these games. Say who we think is going to win. It's going to be a fun weekend, boys. Well, it is. first off, Friday, we're going to start with the CUSA. UAB at Marshall. You know, Alabama-Birmingham, it's a great story. Their program got shut down in 2014. And even though they were an emerging school, emerging program, the athletic director just didn't like football, so we shut them down. And, you know, they're back. They came back 2018, I believe, and, you know, two years later on the conference championship. I don't think they have a chance against Marshall here, um, playing on the road against one of the best defenses in the nation. So I'm going to take Marshall, but it's still a great story. I'm also going to take Marshall just for the simple fact. I have no idea who the hell UAB is. <laughs> I've heard of Marshall, so, you know, just name recognition. I'm going to take Marshall in this one. Yeah, I'm going to have to go Marshall as well. I saw that story or video about UAB yeah. and them getting shut down. All the players are being sad, like, why you got to do this to us? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. a fifth-year senior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Isn't uh, Chargers punter, I think, is on that team. Was on that team. Yeah, right? it's sad to see Middle Tennessee not in this game, but it is. <laughs> uh, you know what conference champions conference champions don't do? What do they not do? They don't throw five picks against Rice. <laughs> that's what Marshall's quarterback did just a long time ago. That's why University of Alabama Birmingham will win this game. All right. Oh man, my favorite conference is next. 
Yep. Maction. The Maction. All right, we got Ball State against Buffalo at a neutral site. I believe it's Ford Field, actually. So that's pretty cool. Sean, what's up, boy? What's up, Sean? Shout out, Sean. Uh, no, they're playing at Lucas Oil. Ah, dang it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, but anyways, this game, I think Buffalo's going to blow the doors off of Ball State here. Jarrett Peterson, the uh, junior running back, has 1,000 yards and 18 touchdowns. All right, he had a game with 800 rushing yards. <laughs> eight touch, sorry, sorry. Eight touchdowns. Eight, 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 eight touchdowns, 400 rushing yards. Jeez. <laughs> I almost, wow. <laughs> yeah, Buffalo's going to. It's not my day today. I'm so sorry, guys. So, so good. You know, for for the CUSA, I took the team that I knew. Uh, Mac, I like watching Mac. Very entertaining. But the only guy I know in this game, really, is that running back. Yeah. So, for that reason, I'm going to take Buffalo. You know, I, that's fair. Probably, I'll give him another eight touchdowns, and I'll give him a conference championship. You know who else is on Buffalo? I'm going to take Buffalo to win. Khalil Mack's brother. Oh, yeah? On Buffalo. Yeah. And, yeah. Skyler, you said it hasn't been your day. But yeah. on Saturday, it's going to be Buffalo. Or Friday, it's going to be Buffalo State, actually. <laughs> uh... And Alex kind of alluded to it. The reason why? It's because Khalil Mack went there. That's the sole yeah, reason why right. they won that Go game. Go Khalil Mack, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, how many points do you think Buffalo is going to score? At least 135. <laughs> the over-under on their I'll points take the over. should be yeah. like 52. I'm taking the over. But anyways, the last game on Friday, <laughs> it's going to be the Pac-12 championship Games game. Games on Fox. Yes, sir. Yeah. Joel Klatt. I don't know who's announcing. Gus Johnson. It's maybe they might no be doing Whatever, man. It's it's Oregon at number thirteen. They're thirteen. They're thirteen. We're fifteen. Most fifteen. Yeah. USC. Another game where I just don't see Oregon having a chance to stop Keith Slovis here. You know, he's he's been the comeback kid this year. I think three comeback wins this year. Perfect in the fourth quarter. Amon Ross St. Brown is unstoppable. Same with uh, London. So I'm taking USC to put up a lot of points here. If you guys listen to the podcast, you know I'm an Oregon fan. I love Oregon. Go Ducks. We have no shot in this game. Yeah. USC is the better team. To be completely honest, I'm not exactly sure how we got in this game, given our last couple of performances. COVID. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Watching our COVID. Shout, shout out COVID, you know, doing us a favor. But in the end, it's not really a favor because we're going to be beat down on national television. USC will roll. That, yeah, they are going to roll. Keon Silvis is going to have a masterful performance out there. And the Pac-12 championship, they're going to roll and beat the Ducks. Where is this game being played? Because it can't be played at Levi's. Because uh, that's where it's been. Yeah, game. this, this one's home. a home game for USC. All yeah. right. Yeah. Even more reason they should win. I could see this game going a little bit differently if Javon Holland and Penny Sewell were playing for the Oregon and Ducks. But Herbert, they aren't. <laughs> and so I'm going with USC as well. Yeah. Seems like a clear cut. Let's go to the Saturday games, yeah. man. Yeah, let's go to Saturday. Big 12. Number, I think they're still 11, Oklahoma, and Iowa six. State. Number six, Iowa State. Number six, Iowa State. They moved up. All right, well, I'm going to take Iowa State in this one. I think it's going to be a close, high-scoring game, but in the end, it's Iowa State with Brees Hall, one of the best running backs in the nation. He's going to completely drain the clock in the second half, and I think that's what's going to do it. This is a rematch of uh, when Oklahoma lost, right? Yeah. I believe yeah, so. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll get into this one a little bit more later, but I'm going to take Iowa State as well. Not a huge believer in Spencer Rattler. He's been much better the second half of the season. But Iowa State is very talented on both sides of the ball, and people sleep on them a little bit, so I'm going to take them. Yep. As a Michigan fan, we want Oklahoma to win because we want Matt Campbell because we don't want Jim Harbaugh. Oh, Matt Campbell's coming to the NFL, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, yeah, yeah. If he wins this one, he's going to go to the NFL. But I think Iowa State's going to beat him again. 
And yeah, uh, I think it's gonna be a good game though. High scoring. Yeah. I picked against Oklahoma early in the year when they played Oklahoma State. I'm not gonna do it again. I doubted Spencer Rattler the first time. I'm not gonna do it again. Spencer Rattler and the Oklahoma Sooners will take down Iowa State, and Trayvon Kyle, oh, number yeah. thirteen, cornerback for Iowa yeah. State. Sorry, man, you're not gonna win this game. You know, how about I want you to win? I like that name dropping, Kyle. Very nice. Uh, but anyways, the next game we're going to talk about, the ACC Championship game. Number three, Clemson. Number two, Notre Dame. What a game. Highly anticipated, but I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Clemson lost. They started DJ Ungalele. They got Trevor Lawrence back. They're not they barely lost, one. too. They're not losing with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, I think Scott hit the nail on the head. DJ went into the first game with Clemson and Notre Dame, and it, it was a close game. Throughout yeah. the whole game, Clemson had a shot at the end. Uh, Notre Dame ended up rushing the field. That's how that game went down. Trevor Lawrence is back for Clemson this week. I, I see Clemson winning this game by probably 10 points. I think, I think Notre Dame will be competitive throughout the game, but I don't think with a healthy Trevor Lawrence, they have a shot at winning this one. Yep, I would agree as well. I think Clemson's going to beat uh, Notre Dame's rematch. We all know the Jets fans are going to be watching that one, right, Scott? Oh, yeah, touchdown Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yep, this game is the future quarterback. Go ahead. This game is going to be fun to watch. Uh, Ian Book and Trevor Lawrence going at it. Uh, two great teams around those guys as well. But Clemson's just got it all, man. Uh, they obviously got the loss to Notre Dame, but one of the main reasons for that is they were starting a true freshman, DJ Ungalulele. Uh, Ungalulele. It's very tough to say his name. Uh, I'm not even Say DJ. Sure. Yeah, DJ from St. John Bosco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, watched him play actually in some of the championship games they were showing on NBC last year in in high school. So it's good to watch him play and then watch him play in college. But he's not playing in this game. This is the Trevor Lawrence show. Hey, and all the Jets will be watching. <laughs> Woohoo! All right, this next game, one of my favorites of the weekend. All right, the Mountain West championship game, Boise State. Against number 24, they got moved up one. 24, San Jose State. They're going to play at the UNLV Stadium. UNLV Stadium? Yeah. So, so Las, that's Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yep. The Raiders yeah. Stadium? Mm, no, no, no. No, the, the University the of Nevada, Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Well, that's where um, UNLV plays their football games as they play in Allegiant. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Huh, that's weird. They're playing at the UNLV Stadium. So I don't oh, know yeah. why. Uh, all right, but anyways, guys, San Jose ranked for the first time since 1992, I believe. Crazy. So that's pretty crazy. Three, that's fine. Uh, 93? I think so. I think you're saying. All right, all right. But I'm still taking Boise. They've been banged up all year. Now they're starting to get healthy. Avery Williamson, DB, and kick returner got first team all-conference. Hank Bachmeyer looked pretty good in the snow in Wyoming last week, so we should have no problem in Vegas. I'm taking Boise. Yeah, I'd just like to offer a quick intermission as Steph Curry is absolutely lighting the up right the basketball court right now. That man is very sexy, but we'll talk about him. Oh my god! Him, so it does not mean anything. Yeah. He is on fire. Uh, but <laughs> as far as Mountain West goes, I'm gonna take San Jose State. Cam, if you're listening, I love you. Uh, I got San Jose State in this one. San Jose State. Oh shit! You, you go, go, Alex. Uh, you go. Okay, fine. I, I'm gonna say San Jose State wins as well. They're riding Fuck a hot guys. Hey, hey, I don't man. like blue fields. They scare me. They're, They're not me. playing on the blue field. It doesn't matter. It's still scary. They played on the blue field this year, though. So, but yeah. They don't got JJ. That's true. Yeah, JJ Watt's not playing. So, Skeller, don't worry. I got you. 
Just kidding. San Jose State's going to take this <laughs> one. Uh, Mountain West yeah. champions, San Jose State. Put it on the, on the t-shirts now. Put it on the board? Yeah. Sorry, Scott. I got it. Well, <laughs> the SEC championship game. Number one, Bama against Florida. They dropped pretty low. I think 11. Really? That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but come on, guys. Mac Jones and Devontae Smith and Najee Harris, they're going to light it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This game's not going to be close. I, I don't think it matters where Florida came in this one ranked. Wherever they are ranked, they're going to fall. Yeah. Bama's going to win this one, I believe, pretty easily. That defense is going to give uh, Kyle Trask some fits. Mm-hmm. And the offense is going to have no problem moving the ball against Florida. Yep, I need to be a complete blowout. Roll Tide, baby. Mac Jones, Heisman winner. Uh, <laughs> as bad as I want to say uh, he has a chance with the Heisman, I don't think Devonta Smith does. Uh, I do think he should get it, even though he's not going to. He's been one of the best players, if not the best player in all of college football this year. But let's talk about Florida a little bit, where this game... Could have mattered so much to their playoff hopes if they just beat LSU last week. That's all they had to do. And then if they beat Bama somehow, they would have most likely gotten into the playoff, especially Mm -hmm. if Clemson lost this game against uh, Notre Dame over the weekend. But it doesn't matter now. Uh, Regardless of this outcome in the game, Florida will not make the playoff, and Alabama will. But with that being said, I got Alabama by a lot. Yeah, all right. And by the way, guys, uh, in the AP poll, Florida did fall all the way to 11, but in the playoff uh, committee, only dropped them one spot. All right. All right. But anyways, um, the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. All right. Number 14, Northwestern against number four, Ohio State. On paper, this looks like a blowout, guys, but I'm telling you, the Ohio State team has not played with all their starters in a month now. I think this is going to be closer than people think. But eventually, Justin Fields will outpower Pappas Gerald's crazy defense. You know, I, I do believe Ohio State wins this game. However, I would love to see Northwestern win just for the sake of, I don't think Ohio State should be allowed to play this game. Yeah. I think uh, the Big Ten committee kind of, yeah, you know, messed up some rules there to it allow did. them to play this it game. Did. I think uh, I believe Indiana was a team that I think should have mm-hmm. got the chance. Ohio State is healthy. Like you said, well, that might cause some issues. I think it also solves a lot of issues. Yeah. I think a healthy Ohio State team beats number 14 Northwestern. Yeah, I think. Northwestern. I'm going to agree with what Skyler said. Uh, Northwestern's going to hang with them for a little bit, and then boom. It ha- <laughs> One to two plays, and Ohio State's going to blow you guys out. And then, yeah. That's yeah, you know, firsthand. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. A lot of people thinking that big, the big tension of allowed Ohio State in. Uh, this game, but who who is Ohio? Who is the Big Ten's moneymaker? Ohio, oh, Ohio yeah, State. Sure. Ohio State. <laughs> Michigan is, no, Michigan hasn't Shut beat them in mouth. twelve years. It's the brand. It's the brand. It's not the brand. It doesn't the brand. matter. If the brand is losing, Michigan represents the Big Ten very well. Yeah, that's awesome. But if the brand is winning, then Ohio State is your team that you're looking at, and Ohio State will roll through Northwestern on Saturday. All right. it's well, Skyler's well, favorite. No. Coastal Carolina? Yeah. Game after that. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. So, getting to the Sun Belt Conference Championship game. We got the 19th ranked University of Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, playing at Coastal Carolina. They moved up one spot, number 12. We already saw Coastal Carolina, you know, they might not be the most physical. They don't have 
the top recruits. But in the Sun Belt, they are way too fast for anybody to stop, and they're going to get this done. They're going to get it done. I really like Coastal Carolina's quarterback, uh, McCall. Yep. I believe his name is. True freshman, very poised, doesn't turn the ball over. He played very well in the game of Saul versus BYU. He led a comeback, I believe it was last week or two weeks ago as well. Mm-hmm. I think he's poised for a big spot to face a number 19 team in a conference championship, and I believe Coastal Carolina will beat the Raging Cajuns. Yeah, I think Coastal Carolina is riding a really hot wave right now, and they're going to they're gonna beat uh, Louisiana. The Red Myrtle Beach. The Sorry. bolts are getting it done, man. Yeah. I got Coastal in this one. All right. Last conference championship game. It's a good one, too. <laughs> yeah. This is the one. Your favorite. Yeah, this, is, this is the one I was This yeah. is the one. This All is right, the one. Guys. Number 23, Tulsa, at number 9, Cincinnati. They went down? They did. They moved down one spot. How? <laughs> I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. Uh, but anyways, guys, Desmond Ritter, quarterback of Cincinnati, <laughs> has been lighting it up this year. But yeah. you know what? The Tulsa defense, led by linebacker Zavin Collins, they're going to get it done. They're going to get this win at Cincinnati. Shock the world. It's going to be great. Except for, I mean, I don't know how many people are paying attention to this. Everyone's going to be watching. Yeah. You know, I didn't really know who to take in this one, but just to piss Skyler off, I'm going to take Cincinnati. <laughs> He loves Zayvon yes. Collins. He's got a boner for him. So I'm going to take Cincy and Ritter to roll. Yep. And uh, I'm going back down to my roots, Cincinnati Bearcats. Your roots? Me and Kyle. Hey, playing youth basketball. Youth basketball. Oh, okay. Cincinnati uh, Bearcats. Uh, this isn't the Philippines. I'm playing, <laughs> playing for the Cincinnati Bearcats. That's what I'm rolling with here as well. They're going to destroy Zayvon Collins. Yeah. <laughs> he has zero chance versus Desmond Ritter in this offense. Zero chance. I got Cincinnati He's by the size 50. of a D tackle with the speed of a corner. Yeah. Yeah. So and he's gonna lose. He's so basically, he's Jesus. He's you know unstoppable. Who, you know who's gonna stop him? Who? Desmond Ritter and ACL. And no. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. The offense is just gonna roll right through him. All right. He might get right. a couple of tackles. He might get a couple. But Zayvon Collins is gonna be non-existent in this game. All right. Well, that wraps up the conference championship games. Let's get to the layups and get out of here. Yes, sir. <laughs> we have Ask a Mac. Oh, we do. Yeah. We do have Ask Oh, actually, we have one. We have, we have a new segment. Yeah. New segment. I forgot about that. <laughs> new segment, guys. Uh, use the hashtag Ask a Mac on Twitter. You can ask us whatever you want. We'll answer <laughs> it on the show. All right. This first one comes to us from my brother, Spencer. All right. Do the Browns have a chance to go on a Super Bowl run? No, they don't. <laughs> no. It's, it's well. this simple. It's like... No, their defense they, sucks. Well, even if their defense is not it's a single team in the AFC who uh, stands gonna, in the way. to get there. It's, yeah, it's uh, Vegas Raiders. And that's Kansas City. But, you know, the other night we were talking about a hypothetical scenario where the Chiefs somehow get knocked out in the first round. Have COVID. It, and that could happen too. Jackson Holmes has to play quarterback. What, what happens? What if what Mahomes happened? gets COVID and they lose? Oh. You know, I, I, this is very good for Cleveland. I got to say, you know, that they don't have a lot of healthy corners right now, but avoiding Kansas City would be the best thing for them. That's their only chance. Also, that helps Buffalo and every other team in the AFC. I, I yeah. have to say, the if the Chiefs somehow, you know, get the plague and are unable to, yeah. you know, perform in the playoffs, I think it's the Bills that are the biggest threat. I think the Browns have a lot of more challenges ahead of them than just the Chiefs. I think the Browns, the Steelers could cause problems. The Ravens, who they just lost to, could also cause problems. 
Yeah. And, you know, whenever a team has Derrick Henry, it's an issue. Yeah. Uh, hey, they did beat them, though. Yeah. I, I think Cleveland's pretty much capable of beating any of those teams, but it's mm. also beyond capable of losing. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I was watching uh, Colin Cowherd today. He was talking about how uh, he's, he hates Baker Mayfield. That's the only person he follows on Instagram, actually. And he was talking about how they're paying Case Keenum more than some of their starting corners they're running out right now. They are. And it's it's bad. <laughs> and their defense sucks, and they're trying they're trying to make Baker look good. Stefanski is a big uh, offensive guy. Case, Case Keenum guy. Yeah. Baker has been playing well lately. Can't yeah. Deny it. He's been he's been really good. He's been good. But that doesn't matter. There is the Chiefs. There is the Bills. There is the Steelers. There is the Ravens, and a team that's not even in, in, in <laughs> the actual top seven right now that did beat. The yeah, Cleveland Browns, the did. Las Vegas Raiders. And don't forget about the Dolphins. Like yeah. any of those teams is very much they capable did, they of did beating beat, the Browns. Yeah. They did beat the Colts and Tennessee, but and I think. our next question comes to us from Brandon from Vancouver. Yes, sir. Huh. I want my Titans to win the Super Bowl. How do we get there? Well, you, you know don't. what, you Brandon? Don't. You're not getting there. I think you got to ride Derrick Henry until his legs won't <laughs> won't move won't anymore. All right. Anymore. <laughs> I don't think they will beat Kansas City if they get there. But now that it's looking like the Raiders won't be there, I think Tennessee would probably be their biggest threat. I believe Buffalo maybe. Kansas City I did think take care of Buffalo quite. They in, did. In, and in, and in the thing about Buffalo is they don't run the ball very much. Yeah. Yeah, so, they don't. They're not going to wear down Kansas City. Exactly. Yeah. However, Buffalo with that air attack offense might be able to keep up with Kansas City true. if Josh Allen has a game. But Streaky even if he defense. does have a game, is he going to have a better game than Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. And I, the answer is most likely not. And yeah. if you can't score with the Chiefs, you're not going to beat the Chiefs because you're not going to stop them. I think yeah. Tennessee's best chance beating them was last year when they were beating them, actually. But not hot take. What? <laughs> They're not going to beat Kansas City again. <laughs> yeah, there's one thing that Kansas City actually doesn't want to do, and they don't want to get in shootouts because yeah. that makes it so that they need to score, and they they need their defense to get a stop. But if they if they keep the score low, and uh, when they need a drive, they will get the drive done every single time. I oh, think yeah. that's pretty clear. There's a couple quarterbacks in the league like if they have the ball in their hands on a last possession, whether it's Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, you, like, you know the game's over. Exactly. They're they're yeah. going to lead their team down the field, like you know, it, it, it's it's over. So yeah, I'm sorry, Spencer and Brandon, but it's not going to happen, guys. Anyways, that is the end of hashtag Ask a Mac. Yeah, let's go to the layup, shall we? Yes, sir. All right. So, Brett's layup last week was Green Bay minus 7.5 versus Detroit. I think that was a 7-point game. It was a 7-point game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Field goal with a minute and a half left. Mine was Indiana minus 9.5 versus Purdue. This game ended up getting canceled. I didn't see that until uh, Saturday morning. That's tough. So, it was a little too late to do that, to change it. And then for Skyler, he had Houston minus (laughs) 2. (laughs) <laughs> At Chicago, I think that didn't cover by 40 points or so. So You're so rivaling me together. and my Atlanta Raiders It's because you got me in the three-hole right here. That's the curse. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I know. It <laughs> is, I'm in the one-hole. I got it wrong, too. I, I can't help it. it I, I know from experience. Yeah. Three, three holes. Let's go to this week, though, shall we, bro? Yep. What do you got? All right, for this week, I got Buffalo... Minus six and a half at Denver, taking care of business. Drew Locke had a very good game last week. Don't see him repeating it. He's too inconsistent. Buffalo's on a roll right now. 
I think they cover at Denver. I was going to take that game as well. I think uh, Buffalo is going to handily uh, beat Denver. I'm going to New Orleans in this one. Yeah, it's in New Orleans for yeah. this game. Yeah. Uh, I got Kansas, Kansas City minus three and a half. I think uh, Kansas City by three points is something that's very easy for them to cover. They're the best team in the NFL. They're in a league of their own, and they're just going to absolutely dominate the Saints on yeah. Sunday. That's fair. Uh, I'm in a similar boat here. I got USC minus three and a half against Oregon. I don't think this one's going to be very close. I'm sorry, Brett. But okay. Oregon's defense took a big hit this year, losing some of their best players you know, in the opt-outs. And I'm taking USC. Let's go to our bold picks and our best game. Brett got us right last week. It wasn't the bold pick. It wasn't pick, the bold. It's not but, the bold. Uh, yeah, Buffalo, it was right, though. Buffalo over Pittsburgh got it done. I had Minnesota over Tampa. I wanted that to happen so badly just because I don't want to see them see Tampa win, and I wanted to see an underdog like Minnesota get it done, but they didn't. And Skyler had the Patriots over the Rams, and that wasn't even close to getting done. Over two. Uh, that game ended up being three to twenty-four on Thursday night. Let's go to this week, shall we? Brett, take it away. All right, for this week, we talked about this game earlier: Iowa State versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a five and a half point favorite. I'm picking Iowa State to cover and probably win this game. I think they have a good shot. They have a great running attack. Not a huge spin on the Rattler fan so far this season. Mm-hmm. Iowa, Iowa State covering minus five and a half. I'm going with Philly. I'm riding the Jalen Hurts wave uh, against Arizona. Arizona's been very shaky this year. They started off hot and then they got cold. And then maybe they're turning around again. But I don't know. I'm going with Philly beating Arizona. My pick's going to be Tulsa over Cincinnati. Like I said, that great... <laughs> Great Tulsa defense. It's going to slow down Desmond Ritter. He's going to have a great day. A tough matchup. If there happens mm-hmm. to be a Tulsa fan out there who listens to our show, you are welcome. This yeah. is probably the only podcast that mentions Tulsa once a week. You got a Cincy hater here. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I got a bold prediction. I'm going to stay in the state of Cincinnati. And I'm going to say <laughs> the state of Cincinnati. All right, here we go. All right. Cincinnati, Cincinnati is the city. Oh, Ohio. Ohio, yeah. But What, Bowling Green? <laughs> no. Miami of I'm Ohio. Say, uh, <laughs> Joe Burrow comes back. The, the Giants beat the Browns this week. That's Sunday night. Okay. Right. I don't believe... Is that the Sunday night game? No. Yeah. Is, yeah. Niners Cowboys got flexed. So. All right, let's go to our best game. Let's get out of here, man. <laughs> let's, let's uh, I'm not... I'm not <laughs> Mine was originally Clemson versus Notre Dame. I'm going away from that. Where I'm going to actually, it's going to be a blowout in the state of Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> with uh, Cincy over Tulsa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, for me, Kyle talked about this one for his layup. I got Kansas City at New Orleans for my game of the week. I think Kansas City wins. I think Taysom Hill. Probably gets knocked around a little bit, but I think it will be a high-scoring affair, which could be a possible Super Bowl pre- uh, Super Bowl preview if Drew Brees comes back healthy. All right, and I got the Big 12 championship game. Northwestern's great defense. Head coach um, Pat Fitzgerald's looking for an NFL job. You know, if he can – I don't expect them to win, but if he could slow down Justin Fields, who's had a little shaky start to his junior year, uh, he, he might get some offers. You know, Patty Fisher, middle linebacker over the middle, could be drafted pretty early. And I'm interested in watching that. Yep. 
And I want to see how my best game of the week I'm looking forward to is uh, how Russell Wilson goes up against this very good Washington football team defense. You know, the Redskins defense is pretty good. Hey. <laughs> and I think I speak for all of us when we say I we're looking for the forward. state of Washington. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the district of Washington. And I think I speak for all of us when we are all looking forward to that Clemson-Notre Dame game. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, take us out. Yeah, it was a rough, rough episode. I need but a nap. I do need a nap. But uh, thanks for joining me, guys. It was fun. It was fun. It was hectic. It was, it was crazy. It was pretty hectic. We got some... Great games to watch this weekend. Sure. And we're going to have a crazy show next week recapping it all. And talking about basketball. Oh, yeah. That's fine. We'll see you guys next week. Go Jets. <laughs> <laughs>